This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim, give us a time and date, terminal and gate. We wanna send you off in style. We wanna welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Malcorn. <laughs> Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. We are back, huh, baby? Hey! Oh my god, we're so back. 100. That's slang. <laughs> Cute. Well, uh, that song didn't play. We are going to play Back in Black <laughs> right there. Yeah, yeah, we actually bought the rights to it. Yeah, that was a lot of money for it just not to work. I pushed the button and it just didn't play. But we still had to give them $30,000. That was a lot of money and I'm going to be paying for that for a while. But imagine <gasps> it played right there. <gasps> We have to do it at the same time. Oh, sorry. Mm. No, and I've heard a lot of versions where the guitar interrupts the drums. <laughs> where Angus Young just goes fucking bonkers. Yeah. Right well, at the beginning. Just right at the beginning. It's comes, my part now. I'm the schoolboy and look at me dance. <laughs> it's my part. <laughs> uh, we've been, uh, it's been, we, we had a hiatus. Not on purpose. We're just, we're back. Um, hiatus makes it sound like we had any kind of uh, schedule out beforehand. Exactly. That's why I said it. Yeah. Made it seem like uh, I, it, something caused it. Right. Uh, well, something did cause it, though. Gainful employment? <laughs> why am I asking about myself? <laughs> uh, yeah. Things, things have happened, and then, uh, but we're back, and hopefully whoever's listening is happy. Yeah, they better be because they're bitching on Twitter yeah. 24-7. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you don't hear anything when you're doing it. Yeah. You stop doing it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, hear, you hear a lot of bitching. Yeah. It's just like with YouTube comments. No one ever says, hey, I'm just chiming in to say, <laughs> keep up the good work. To say, un- understandably, you're not the best, <laughs> but you're certainly not the worst. <laughs> I think I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start leaving comments. I enjoy what you're doing. If you ever stop... You will feel my wrath. 
<laughs> I'm going to start leaving that. Maybe you're not t- comfortable talking about it, but I thought you were going to talk about the real one of the main reasons that we weren't doing the podcast for a while is because. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your My, mom passed yeah, away. Yeah, she, but it was, I mean, that happened during it. And I went, I had to go home for a while. So then that extended our hiatus for sure. And then I stayed home for way too long and then got sick. But like you, I, uh, the funeral was fun, and man, did I kill it. Oh, yeah. Tell it, me about that. It was just, I, I don't know how you're supposed to invite people to those things, you know, because all my sister and I do is mention things on Facebook. And, uh, and, uh, at like the last, if there's a formal way to do it? Yeah. So then I just called the papers, all the papers at the last minute, because I know local Missoula, Montana paper men. And they put in last-minute obituaries. And so all these mostly women, people that worked with my mom and old friends of hers saw it and showed up, and some of them spoke, and they were great, and they told hilarious stories and talked about how funny she was in a a way that's different from... Like, I always give all the credit to my dad for comedy and art and things that I got interested in. And yeah. then I'm listening to all these stories and I realize she did weird, quirky things and let people feel uncomfortable to get a laugh in a way that Like I what? Forgot. Can you remember one of the stories? Oh, I mean, public things she would do. I don't have one right now, but oh. she would... Like, were there any stories that you heard that people told that you had never heard before or that you were like, oh, I had no idea my mom did that? Yeah, just how much she was out dancing with some lady that used to work with her. She was like, I'm like, is that where she was? She was partying and dancing. And she just said she would, uh, was really good at at making fun of people, <laughs> which I didn't, oh, I just don't remember that of her. And like this, they, when they were out at night? Yeah. 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 And this lady had great stories. Uh, they all these people that were speaking at the memorial were like good speakers and they that's not their job yeah they held it together they had great jokes and then the pre like of course it was at a church and the pastor was uh everyone was singing church hymns right away which i'm not that isn't from my life and i don't know the words no one did he just was realizing as we were all mumbling through and trying to be polite, that there was, they need to have a little ball bouncing over the lyrics. <laughs> the, over the lyrics up above the, the big crucifix. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, well, there's a screen and yeah, a giant crucifix. That always makes me nervous. It's just weird to have the logo of the place where he died. <laughs> right there. Yeah. Yeah, never yeah. forget. They're yeah. they're a big never forget type of group. <laughs> Always remember to yeah. never forget. To never forget about where he died. And then once everyone was and my dad spoke and talked everyone talked about different eras. That's that's what it was. It was I was not with my mom at work, so I didn't know she was a cut up in the office. Right. And I wasn't there before I was born, believe it or not. What? When my yeah, I know. I was there in spirit. <laughs> uh but my dad talked about early, you know, things she did, uh, marching for the rights of telephone industry workers and things like that. Hell yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. Like union stuff? Union stuff. Yeah. And uh, and just standing up for those marginalized, all that stuff. We, 
I didn't know about that. So I'm like learning about her at the memorial. Yeah. And it was it was really cool and it was fun. And the, all the pictures, my friend came and took photos. My friend Andrew Chemist. And uh, everyone's just laughing in every photo. It just looks like we're watching a movie. <laughs> and then so at the end, the pastor started riffing and going off book. And even though I didn't know her, he, then he really kicked it into high gear. And In a good way? At your mom's memorial. Yeah, he was great. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, it got less churchy. Great. We were in church. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the end, I didn't know. We didn't know. Do you pay? We tipped him. We'd like tip the guy. Uh, <laughs> wait, where were you? At a church. And so when you do a <laughs> memorial like that at a church, they just show up and do it, I guess. And they don't necessarily get paid by. There wasn't like a bill at the end. Oh, it I'm was, not sure. It's like a church service. And he said, I will do it. And so at the end, we like tipped him 250. <laughs> I don't know if the Catholic Church is the same way because okay. it's the it's my family's church. They right. go there all the time. Oh, okay. They put in I think you know weekly tithing or whatever. So I I'm sure that he I know for a fact that the uh, Father Lombardi told us how much the piano player was and the singer was. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I, my dad did all that stuff. Yeah. And I also just all I remember from that part was. That that meeting, I was completely ready to be the one that was in charge of that meeting and just be like, we're taking care of business and we're going to do this song and da-da-da, whatever. And he, which I know I told you already, but the priest um, at St. Vincent's uh, Church in Petaluma, which is where we've gone my whole life, uh, but he's new. Like, we grew up with priests that were very odd and distant and... um, just these people that could really, they talk like this and you're just kind of scared of them. And this guy, Father Lombardi, is the loveliest man and lots of people have him over for dinner and mm-hmm. he's really a part of the community and he's great. And in that meeting, he said these things that were like so healing in that way where it was like, we started talking about it. My dad got choked up and I got choked. Now I'm getting choked up mm-hmm. and I got choked up. And then he was like, I think I told you this, but it was like the... Tears are about unexpressed love because you'll always love that person. It was just like it was the most therapeutic uh, experience in a Catholic church where I was just like I've washed my hands of that whole business of like they can't help me anymore. Those people from Vatican II, they don't know any shit. And it was amazing. So many people have done that. And it makes but it is it was a similar experience for me, too. And the guy that had been there that was that type of. I guess pastor. Yeah. What Methodist. was what kind of church? He had died, his funeral was earlier that day. The man that had married my mom and dad. The oh, so like the original guy. Mm-hmm. Wow. We had no idea. Oh wow! So that was kind of cool. Yeah. That he was that his had just okay. been hours before. We didn't. That just was a coincidence. Yeah, it was kind of cool. But so this was a new guy too. Yeah. It's new kids in the church. But they're... They know they have a lot to make up for. Mm-hmm. And they're really trying to do it. It's supposed to help people. Like, it's supposed to help you live your life. It's not supposed to be, like, what it usually is for people, which is, like, just a constant bummer. Yeah. And it's I, I was worried it would start that way because I get... Uh, intimidated by church hymns, but then it was. It was a fun. <laughs> it was a fun time. Well, they're all dirges. It's all like. It's awful. Yeah, it's the way they talk. Mm-hmm. Similar to the priest. right. 
priest impression I did earlier. It's yeah, it's very Gregorian chanty. Yes. But not with the cool not remix like, music. Like in the Enigma. Yes. <laughs> which is what I love. You know how much I love Enigma. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there, that's what it was. Ah, Shamwow. Shamwow, early, early it's on. Pre- that's why he named it that. <laughs> he was doing rails listening to Enigma, and he was like, yeah. For some reason, the guy from Jamiroquai was there. Yeah, with his hat and no <laughs> shirt. That guy who... I think was not just the pitch man for Shamwell, maybe he was, but I thought the inventor also. Yeah. W- is sort of interested in stand up or did it at one point. And then of all the clashing of my worlds possible, it was there was an ad for his comedy tour <gasps> after some prostitute had punched his face. Remember he had been the yeah, Shamwell he was, guy? He was in a lot of trouble. Yeah, and then he got into comedy right then. And there was an ad for it in Thrasher Skateboarding Magazine. <laughs> and I was like, this is too many things <laughs> slamming they, into each other. They knew all the skateboarders would be would love how dumb that was and would go because it was... Yeah, it's this dude. He was just as vaguely interested in skateboarding at one point as comedy, so he thought he'd make all his dreams come to and true and spend the last of his sham wow bucks <laughs> on a comedy tour ad in skateboarder. Do you think that his opener is about the sham wow? I bet his whole act. Yeah. And then he closes with the de- detailed story of what happened with that prostitute. Of his, his version. Lip. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's time to hear my side of it. Yeah, everybody's always on the beaten up prostitute side. But <laughs> how about the sham wow guy side? Exactly. Closer. <laughs> uh, it's funny that he would get into comedy because he looks like so many guys that have waited tables at comedy clubs. Yeah. With yeah. the gelled up hair and really skinny, little bit, little speedy. He does. He looks like a flapper's employee. He <laughs> I love flappers. I like. I do too. It's I like. I like just twenties themed things. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. You, you you know lo- me. You love to run illegal liquor mm-hmm. around the mountains every day in day out. Zoot zoot riot. <laughs> Is that twenties? Pour me a bottle of beer. No, I think it's early nineties, but it was a homage, <laughs> an homage to the roaring. <laughs> Were the twenties roaring? Yeah. Yeah. Thirties so. were like thirties right, were depressed. Let's slow down, every guy, every guy and gal <laughs> and dame. Let's get those. Uh, slow down those gams. Um, quit knocking these, those knees. Started on the forties. What? Why? Oh, potatoes. The famine that some. <laughs> The the Model T wasn't operating correctly. The- I haven't done a lot of research. <laughs> we're gonna have to get you a computer. One. Would you love a computer? I want a Commodore 64. <laughs> That's how you get all the information about the 20s. So where did you go on your tour? I was. Mm-hmm. In this last 10 days, I've been in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I've been in New York City, New York. Mm-hmm. And I've been in Portland, Oregon. Those are... I love two of those places. Uh... <laughs> uh but they wasn't all for we did live my favorite murder podcast in Portland, which was great. Yeah. And fun. Did and, you do that at the Curious Comedy Theater? No. Or the 
No, we did oh. it at Revolution Hall. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. But my friend Stacy Halal, who runs the Curious mm. Comedy Theater, who is friends with Chris also, um, who doesn't listen to this. I was going to say hi to her, but she doesn't. <laughs> she's not a podcast person. She's um, busy. <laughs> she's running a fucking theater. But, uh, yeah, she was around. We hung out. And just, you know, Portland is the easiest place to be in. You walk around. You uh, kind of, like, shop. And you're in moisture. And then... You, wherever you land, they're going to serve you like a waffle with sausage on it at yeah. 8 o'clock at night or whatever weird, delicious thing you might secretly want and not be able to admit. They're like, we have a whole store of that. Just an illustrated arm will extend and hand it to you. <laughs> Beep boop like Monty Python <laughs> style. And just like, what do you want? Do you want a nerd's rope or do you want a cocktail with a nerd's rope in it? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm very tired from that. Yeah, you were sick. I was sick. We everyone's sick. Yeah, we're all sick. Uh, Maybe the rain in Portland uh, was part of the cause. Could be part of the cause. Yeah. Could be. Uh, it could have just kind of cleared some stuff out. Um, and that's how it felt. It felt very clean. In Tulsa, you were at a comedy club. In Tulsa, Julian McCullough was headlining. A casino. I like him. Out, he's the greatest. An hour outside of Tulsa. I can't remember the name of the casino, but the girl who runs that room is named Lacey, and she runs this awesome room. It's not. It's separate from the casino. Closed doors. You wouldn't even know it was there. The people that are in there know what they're. They know they're there for comedy. They know how to be in a comedy room. Um, it was great. Super fun. And then afterwards, we did his podcast, Julian Loves Music. Fun. That um, would be. The one time I met our friend Henry in Tulsa, uh, I was just hired to feature, and he was the headliner, and we became immediate friends. But one of the nights, the, the Tulsa Comedy Club owner, instead of hanging out at the club, went and saw Larry the Cable Guy and uh, Jeff Foxworthy and had a few too many and came back to the club, and Henry was on stage, and he got on stage and did a little dance and then pulled his pants down and showed his ass and the bard of his balls to the whole audience. What and then are you saying? He got on stage and he mooned the audience. The owner of the club mooned <laughs> the audience. Because he was feeling so good from that blue-collar comedy he, tour? He just he hadn't been inspired by comedy at his own club for a while. Yeah. So he went out and he's like, I'm going to take some of this good feeling yeah. back to my house. And do comedy the way comedy is meant to be done. With your balls out. Pants down, balls out. Facing the opposite direction. No. So long balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, why the long balls? I asked. And Henry was just like, <laughs> Henry said, well, normally uh, if this kind of thing happens, you usually get the owner of the club and have them removed from the building. <laughs> but in this case, that is the owner. So everyone, yeah. Yeah. I, have, I can't remember his name. That guy passed away, though. I'm just oh. saying it always comes. Just life just kind of comes. It, it always comes circle. back around to death. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Uh, <laughs> it really does. We, Inevitably. It is going to, by the way. Yeah, to all of you. Sorry. Um, you, not us. <laughs> if you haven't thought about your mortality today, welcome. Hello. <laughs> um, we had a girl get on stage during our podcast. At the end, we asked people, we have a thing on our podcast called the 
hometown murders where people email us and say, this is this horrible thing that happened in my town, or this is the, this is the thing that got me interested mm-hmm. in true crime. And so at the live shows, we just bring the lights up and I just pick a person purely by psychic connection. Oh, yeah. You're good at that John Edwards stuff. I am, right? Mm-hmm. I, I put on that, that white wig, that white curly wig. Um, that's a different, that's not John Edwards, but, um, uh, but I picked this girl and she was telling the best fucking story about her cousin who found a dead body in a river and the dead body turned out to be this rapist, uh, killer. And it was this whole story and I was freaking out the whole time. And she was, and at one point near the end of the story, I was like, did your cousin tell you like firsthand what it was like to find a body because that's my obsession always has been and like whatever and she was like "Eh, not really i don't know and then i look over and george is facing me and behind her she can't see there's a girl sneaking cartoon style like do 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 like her shoulders are up and she's her knees she was picking up her knees really high (laughs) as she walked and she she hunting (laughs) She, (laughs) i figured she was shit face drunk yeah um, and I see her doing it and I'm like, that's weird. But I thought maybe she was a drunk girl trying to get back to her seat without like disturbing. And then she does like an army roll onto the stage. And I immediately transition into just fucking like bitch mom mode. And I walk over and I'm like, that is not cool. You have to get off the stage. And I like go over to get her. And then she's like, no, 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 I'm her sister. I, I have the answers to your questions. Oh, wow. and, it's her, and then the girl telling the story goes, oh, no, yeah, that's my sister. And I was like, oh, you could have said something. Yeah, what's with your relationship? <laughs> was she always tiptoeing around she, you being she, in the limelight? She basically was like, I just know that he didn't tell her, but he told me, and then started describing what he told her about finding the body. So oh, it was like wow. exactly the information I wanted. It was very funny. And the, the whole thing turned out to be, uh, it was amazing, and then it was really scary, and then it was hilarious. Wow. And that was just, do you do that a lot? Where uh, Have you done that before and people have good stories? Yeah, we do it every time. Oh, that's great. And people almost, like, I would say 95% of the time, people have the best story. Wow. Yeah. Because everybody has a story. The people that are yeah, really like... I suppose I have one, yeah. Well, there's lots of people, the people that raise their hand in a very specific way, usually have a story where it's like, my grandfather was a serial killer, or my mom dated so-and-so, like Ted Bundy or whatever. So it's re- it's really fascinating because everybody has... You, there's different kind of degrees, and oftentimes we get... Like that girl telling the story about her cousin finding a dead body... And the dead body turning into being the worst guy, and then she knew his crime, and the two girls that he attacked survived, and then da 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 da. You know, it was amazing. It was. Just What's like, it part of their story? How he ended up being dead? They didn't know because he was on the lam. <coughs> After he uh, attacked these two girls, they got away. He ran. They got help. He ran, and that was the last anyone saw of him. Five years later, his dead body is found. Wow! In this creek bed. Yeah, it was crazy. The on Facebook, uh, a guy that I actually met in Tulsa during that trip. A guy, he's uh, during mil- long balls. Yeah, during the long ball tour, this guy, <laughs> he's like a military guy, and uh, I don't have a lot in common with him politically, but we've stayed in touch since then, just on Facebook. But he skateboarded also, and we went skating and. Uh, showed up at the park and this kid was holding his ear. His ear 
buds wrapped around his ears and got caught in his bike and pulled off his ear. And this guy was holding his ear so calmly. A whole ear? His outer ear yeah, yeah. was in his hand. And he's like, nah, I suppose they can sew it on. He was like just the <laughs> toughest kid ever. And I was like. How old? Yeah, the teenager. No. With his ear in his hand. No. And so that was something that I saw with this guy. But Ed, his, his name. Uh, yeah, we're online friends. He voted for Trump, and he's my buddy. <laughs> he found, though, on the side of the road a nice bike, like a road bike, uh, fully with survival, like with tools and food that were weeks old, mm. and it was just on the side of the road. And he had pictures. He's like, look at what I found. This guy was prepared for something. And I'm like commenting, like, this is a f- episode of Forensic Files. Yes. You have to, and he did go to the sheriff and everything. Oh, good. But they can't find out what this bike was doing there. And it had, it had been there a long time. But there's just pictures of it, and he laid out everything that had been found with it. And it just gave me the creeps. It's like, you never know why someone just disappears. The more I do this podcast and the more things we read, because now we're reading stuff, of course, all the time, It really bad things happen all the time. I mean, a lot. And yeah. the disappearing and people just being like, and then they were gone. And then police are so, you know, uh, they have so many other cases and they have to, you know, like they start looking into it, but there's only a certain amount of time and then more hideous stuff happens and they have to go take care of that. It's just, it's such a crazy, um, overwhelming kind of realization. I just, yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, yes. someone said, oh, well, how how much longer can you do that podcast? Because you're going to do like all the murders. All the murders. It's just like, are you high? There's an endless amount. It, it, it never stops. Yeah. That's, that is a weird, why, I, that person didn't actually think that, did they? I wonder if they that thought. That they know of. They they were thinking like the you know the big the big league sure sure guys the pros the ones that have really established themselves <laughs> yeah. in the murder community they had, had like we're good at marketing right <laughs> um, I uh, yeah speaking again of Portland there was I had someone from there that I follow on Twitter I'm not I think her name's Mary so, Newmeyer if that's uh, she was posting she just I went down a. The tweeting uh, of missing women in Portland wormhole. There, there was so many, and th- it was just one. Hour, and then I was retweeting them. I don't know if I have enough Portland people that follow me to help, but it's real sad because they were all within a few days. And yeah. It's just missing yep. women. Last seen wearing their sweater, no shoes. Uh, young. Young. Yeah. Yeah. That's they're on my Twitter. If you want, I tweeted them. They're and- on my Twitter. I'm seventy. The same thing happened in Washington, D.C. with all those little, like, teenage black girls within, like, a certain amount of time. It's been, like, a month, let's say. There's been, like, 16 girls that have gone missing. And I did read an article that said that it was someone that had just been, like, elected into office or who just got a new job, basically making the job make all that public. Mm -hmm. So it isn't necessarily... That this is suddenly happening, it's that suddenly people are being told about it. Because before it's just like, oh, a missing child. Oh, is there no one to fight their cause? Oh, are they of color? Then then it's not going to make it to the news. Yeah, and the most horrifying version of that is we've talked about it before, but the night uh, stalker, Tales of the Night, is that his name? Night. Wh- 
There is the they, Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez. Sorry, not him then. Okay. I just am not remembering the name. But there is a HBO documentary about him, and they oh, found him. Grim the, Sleeper. Grim Sleeper, yeah. Oh, that documentary. I don't know why I can't ever remember, because it doesn't... It's not a catchy Sleeping name. isn't part of it, uh, but it was a lot of the same thing. Everyone knew these were happening. No one cared, because yep. they were poor, black, prostitute ladies. Yeah. Well, also, it was because the people who were in charge of... People decided people didn't care. You know what I mean? The people yeah. at the top were like, we don't, we've decided it doesn't matter. But it wasn't like people didn't think it mattered. Right. People just didn't know. I mean, when I remember reading when the Grim Sleeper was arrested and they're like, he, they think he's killed over, like, I think it's 40 women. I mean, it's a it, lot. Not more, he's yeah. way up there. Yeah. Um, I'd never heard, as a person who is very interested in true crime and very has my eyes out for anything like that, I'd never heard of him. Yeah. And I've lived here for 20 years. It was just happening in, like, across town. It's crazy. I've, dri- I've driven over there and wondered if I was on the same street. There's, it's hard to know. Yeah. I don't really want to drive by his house. I'm not that person. But I've been in that neighborhood like, I'm lost. Where am I? And I'm like, is that the house? I think that's the house. Oh, they painted it. Yeah, I always uh, want to see his son and wife. Yeah. But it was, uh, I love I that documentary. I don't I, know why more people weren't talking about that instead of... Uh, that documentary? Mm-hmm. It didn't get very much press. Yeah, everyone's all about the janks. I'm like, this... This is way more interesting. I feel like that came out before the jinx. I do too, yeah. And it was just sitting there not getting attention. Yep. But also it was a one-off. It wasn't... The jinx was a series. Oh, right. So it had the build. I think if the jinx was a one-off, maybe the same thing would have happened. But if you have the build... They should chop it up and re-send it out. They should should do the individual stories. that would be That would be an amazing series of You should do it. Of these... You produce. (laughs) That's a good idea, actually. Yeah. Um, but God, God, that's hard work. I mean, it's yeah. already hard work to do a documentary, but then basically going back and being like, let's now let's catalog women who are marginalized, who were, had lives that were not ideal, who were, you know, who were, but also trying, like, making the best of their situation and just trying to fucking get it, food on the table. Yeah. And if you were the person doing, studying that, You'd have to go home and be bummed out all the time. You, it would never, <laughs> never would, stop. You would well, never be happy. That's why that character that Nick Broomfield got in that his documentary, I think her name was Pam, that he drove around with, where she was the one telling him. Please. She was great. She was amazing. It was the best <laughs> idea to get a person that was just so awesome like that, uh-huh. you know? So as depressed as you were, there was also this kind of like, fuck yeah, like there's someone out there that's being a badass. Yeah, I can't believe... That guy was... A lot of his just knocking. He was not afraid of anything. Just knocking on doors. Hey, guys. <laughs> just walking into apartments. Well, as opposed to us walking around this building trying to get in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not wanting to house. touch any doors. We're just an older man with a gun in his sweatpants. <laughs> may or may not shoot him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that guy doesn't give a fuck. No. He He will ask anybody anything. He'll go anywhere. He's a brazen Englishman. That's how they are. They all are. Because they know the accents will get them out of things. Oh, God, I got to get the English accent off my navigation. That was annoying. You know who you should get? It's Waze, right? Um, That was my Google. My Google Maps. Oh, oh, uh, (laughs) sorry. Here I am doing one. (laughs) You do that one. 
You should record your own voice and do it. I bet you can. I bet they got that option. God, how much of a narcissist would you have to be to get, be your own ways voice? Yeah. Barf. Uh, oh, that's such a great detail in a show about a narcissistic person. <laughs> oh, I'm going to email some people that I know. Um, I'm here to give you ideas. You need to study all those murders. Okay. And the, it, the other thing. Put I it on the I list. Forget. Ways, I, voice, and murders. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can, I thought, if you had ways, you can get Keith Morrison's voice. You know, that guy that um, he works on Dateline. And he's really? that really narrow-faced guy that's until oh, sure, 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 the yeah. night. You can get that guy to give you, to give you directions. Wow. On okay. ways. Okay, I'll change it to that. I wouldn't mind having that at all. I, thought, I think it'd be hilarious. I thought I would want Morgan Freeman when I accidentally... These, these ads pop up and then you go to reduce them by pressing the tiniest ever X that your thumb will not hit. And it just ends up purchasing for a limited time <laughs> a promo for London is Falling where it's, it was Morgan Freeman's voice. And I always thought that would be, take a lift up ahead or whatever. I thought that would be, but it was just like. Andy Dufresne didn't <laughs> want to take a lift. I guess I missed my friend. Every time I try to do him, I'm just uh, someone from the Cleveland show. <laughs> and I should stop. Because no one wants to hear me do cartoonish black voices. <laughs> Nobody should. Can I just say that in the car when you were telling me about Bob Newhart being on Tavis Smiley. My God, f- I love him. My favorite, both both Tavis Smiley and Bob Newhart. My yeah. favorite thing you said was, I racistly believed that he wouldn't be a fan of Bob Newhart. <laughs> I don't, just because... More, even more than that, he looks like he's just like an ex-football player because right. he's a big, tough-looking guy, and he loves Bob Newhart. Yeah. He knew. He didn't just do research. He was, like, holding up the DVD. He was riffing off things that were details from the show about the Vermont Inn, the Bob Newhart show. <laughs> or Newhart. Newhart, was yeah. Just, God, he was great, though. Yeah. I just It's so important for me, and I think for you, too, to see someone... Ohm push approaching 90. He's 88, and he's so with it. Yes. And still so quick. And he was so funny. These slow builds to the most subtle <laughs> delivery. I like, If you can watch that PBS Tavis Smiley interview. Tavis. Tavis of uh, Bob Newhart. Do it. I'm going to. Maybe it's an app. Maybe you have the PBS app on your uh, <laughs> Apple. Oh, no, that got shut down, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't have that. That went the way of the EPA. Yeah, it's in a pile next to Medicaid. No, Medicaid's still there. They fought for Medicaid. Old people vote. Old people vote. You can't be touching that. That's right. But, uh, yeah, I just, uh, he's such a, he's so important. And I don't think, I think a lot of people, even comics, haven't ever, like, experienced his stand-up. And he was talking about how those albums just were number one and number two. That was the best joke that he said. He said his albums were number one and number two, and then his daughter, for the longest time, and then his daughter called and said, oh, Dad, they they got knocked out. The number one and number two spot are now given to uh, to uh, Guns N' Roses. And then he said, well, at least it went to a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I was just on the way here. I was talking to those guys on the cell phone. He's so... It, and I laughed on so hard. On the cell phone. Yeah. He, and he, oh, he was, it was just the best. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
So Bob Newhart, he's my hero. <clears throat> um, yeah, he's good. But I also I just like the. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know. I like the whole experience. Oh, of of uh, like that interview of him. Well, the thing that made me laugh is you saying. I racistly thought, which is now my new favorite phrase, because I think people do that all the time and they get so defensive. But you're just so freely like, I racistly thought he wouldn't like Bob Newhart. I racistly think that Bob Newhart doesn't have a lot of large male black fans. But you are that love like to be proved players. wrong. And that's a racistly, I'm thinking that. I know. It's a racist thought. Yeah. And it's I'm just man, that easy. It's just that easy to. But it. like you said, his interview style is playing the straight man. It is he. I love that guy too. He's. I'm a big uh, Tavis or Tavis. It's fan. Tavis. <laughs> Tavis. I like to <laughs> mix it up. You know, people like that when you do that with their names. They're like, oh, I haven't thought of it that way yeah. before. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it from that angle of not my name. I've heard you mispronounce names before. <laughs> How do we say Guy Branham? Branham? I don't oh, know. Oh, I say it wrong every I time. I don't have any idea because um, of the ways I've heard it. I used to say Branham, and I actually I introduced him. It is definitely Branham. Okay. Right. Because, and here's how I know, on his album, I introduced him as Guy Branham on his oh, own that's album. so great. And I was like, I, I don't know how to apologize for that. Did he? Have because to... you're really one of my closest friends. Did, yeah, exactly. It's just a name. It's also you like call me Chris Fairchild, and I wouldn't <laughs> say, "Oh, it's all over." But if you called me Craig, ooh, whoa, yeah, no, that's when these white fists <laughs> rage, swing. Um, um, yeah. Uh, did he then riff on that, or did he just leave it in his? Or did you I think he it? said something about it. I what? can't remember. But I have that very stubborn thing, which I think you're like, too. If I read something, I read it in my hand a certain way. That's how it is. Yeah. So the change is such a large adjustment because mm. it's like that's I've read it that way. That means that's the way it's supposed to be pronounced. Right. Yeah. No, it's because you're a reader. I'm a big reader. I can read. When I did Premium Blend deal Hughley. I think that's how you say his name, was drunk. He was drinking and hosting all the, you know, it was just like a day of multiple sets, excuse me. And he said, Chris, I don't know what, something happened, but he said my name wrong. And then some lady got on stage and like tried to kiss him and they had to get her off stage. But I just, while all that was happening, I just walked out to the mic because my name had been called. (laughs) And they were like, no, no. And I'm like, and I just did my set. Uh, and everything went fine, but I had to address what had just happened, so that got edited out. Yeah, and then uh, they cut out the whole middle. I actually, they, they did a great job editing. That's how I ended up telling those jokes afterwards because I like the Comedy Central editing choices. Oh, well, that's anyway, good. The next day, I had to go back just to reshoot going out to the mic, uh, so he could, and he was there to say my name correctly. And then they had people sitting up front, just like crew. So there's the back of some heads. But I put my wow. watch on the wrong wrist, and my hair looked way different. And I, my blouse—it was a blouse. It was Megan <laughs> Mooney's shirt. I didn't bring a real shirt. I just oh. had a button-up blouse that I pulled the shoulder pads out, and it looked nice. It just looked like I had a black silk shirt. Okay, well, yeah, it was the nineties, right? Shirt. No one can tell. Yeah, yeah it's very nice. It looked like it was fit for me. It looked tailored. Beautiful shirt. I looked at it. <laughs> but I wanted to, while they were shooting that, I'm like, please, can I be in the audience? 
la- uh, laughing at myself. <laughs> just a quick shot of me going, <laughs> and then, and they said, "That's funny." Okay, let's. Do it. And we were setting up to shoot it, and then the the premium blend lady came out and said, "No, we can't hold a mirror up to how the show is." Really? Edited. Yeah. So. Hmm. Because it's such a long-held tradition of hilarious comedy sets where you make a joke about what Asian people drive like, and then you cut to an Asian You got to zoom in on an Asian. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Never break up that great system of the way you shoot comedy specials. It would be, yeah. Yeah, if I told a racistly told a joke, and then I was like, (laughs) this guy knows what I'm talking about, and then it's just me embarrassed. (laughs) No, I don't support that. You're I just putting your hands up. You're a terrible version of me. <laughs> oh, what a, that would have been great. Uh, Thanks a lot, DL. Whatever. I would like to go back to the part of that story about a woman that loved DL Hughley so much that she had to get up on stage during a taped I mean, television show. What you're forgetting is he's very handsome. No, he's definitely very handsome. Especially during this time. And oh. in shape. Are you kidding me? Okay. Arms. Some in his dressing room he's putting on his dress shirt. But he's in shape, a lot of people. You are. snuck into his dressing room? I walked past it. My The area holding pin for us was near his uh, lavish, fruit-filled <laughs> green room. <laughs> and uh, well, he's, in, he's a guy. He's been to the gymnasium. Yeah. It's just, he's not afraid he, to lift He was thing. very nice. And, over and, and over. And felt bad that he said my name wrong. But uh, that's why that woman liked him. He's nice. He's apologetic. Because he's a nice guy. He's ripped. He's got good skin. He's got a good face. I got to tell you, when they're, when you meet a guy or you see, even just see a guy talking who is nice and ripped mm-hmm. as a woman, you have to go to him. Yeah, it's it's rare that, yeah, you've got to. Because they might be a cop and they could help out. They could be a cop. <laughs> mm-hmm. They could be a mirage. Whatever it is. I don't know why that part, last part was so loud. <laughs> mirage. A mirage. I almost whistled like that pigeon in cartoon. A mirage. <laughs> you, you almost whistled while talking like a southern wrestling coach. <laughs> you do it. You, you boys. Can do it. <laughs> you boys. Line up now, boys. <laughs> I wish I could do it as good as Greg Warren. Greg Warren's got a good. He's a comic that does that. A fast-talking southern guy, and every S is a whistle. And... It's the funnest thing. Just thinking about it, I'm starting to laugh. The best. Greg Warren, St. Louis. Someone else does a bit where they do. Who? Someone we know does whistling, whistle talking. Seriously? I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was you. No, I, I'm not good at it at all. Seriously. I still want this girl. Recently, was trying to teach me how to curl my. Was it me? Tongue. Because I know how to. Are you good? Can you? Yeah. You just bend. You take your two index fingers on either hand. Lower the levels. We're about to hear a rip roaring <laughs> whistle. Two index fingers. Mm-hmm. Now, you take your tongue and bend it back. You know. Okay, you, I can do that. I can do a lot your of tongue, tongue stuff. back, right? Uh huh. And then you take the rolled back, like so. It's almost like then your tongue is like a little taco, right? Uh huh. You push the taco down b- below your tooth line. Uh huh. And then. Where the whistle is coming from is the air that's between your push-down tongue and your fingers. That? And so kind of forward. Well, I'll learn it at home. Uh-huh. I think I can learn it. 
No one's ever the taco, the roll, the place, placement of the fingers, the lowering of your tongue to your tooth line. No mm -hmm. one has mapped it out that way for me. I think I can actually do it now. You're welcome. I've just been sticking dirty phalanges in my mouth <laughs> and blowing slobber down my wrist. Also, I would do it. I would do it with your index finger. I don't oh. know why. I think pinkies are too. Uh huh. Yep. Keep going. Yes, quietly. Now loudly. Wait, why is your tongue all out? Uh, I'm pressing too hard with my fingers. <laughs> what is on my fingers? It's uh, pistachios. It tastes like oh, salty. Nice and salty. Remember when pistachios were dipped in pink ink? Yes. Boy, they stopped doing that, didn't they? Yeah, because that's cancer causing. Oh. And also, why did they do that? Why did they do it? Thanks for uh, coming back to Nut Talk. <laughs> Next up. Brazil. And the next up, all the racist things that grandpas call different nuts. Oh, no. Next up, I can't even have a walnut in my mouth or I will get a cold sore immediately. What? I had, it just reminded me. That's why they called the herpy nut. <laughs> or my grandpa did. <laughs> uh, I ordered at this hotel I was staying at in Portland. I ordered one morning. Oh, it made me so mad. They're, they're, fuck. Okay, here's the thing. When you stay at a hotel, uh -huh. you are paying, you know, if you order room service, okay, I'm now paying $40 for like yogurt and coffee. What a, fine, I'm willing to do it because I'm at a hotel. It's convenient. How nice. Yeah. The, the place where I was staying, their room service was so not together and they just, so they just did it wrong a bunch and they were kind of rude and it made me really mad. And when the, so, but I was just getting Greek yogurt and their house made granola. Right. This Ooh. house made granola mm -hmm. was 80% full walnut, like, um, you know, walnut brain, like half a walnut brain. Sure, sure. Yeah. Usually if you're putting walnuts in anything, it's diced up. Or, like, at least chopped up. Yeah. You don't treat it. It's not a pecan. Exactly. These things, well, but thank God they were because then I could take them out. But I was right. like, I spent the entire time just taking out these huge walnuts like they were like bombs. Like, Jesus, there's another one. I feel it in my <laughs> mouth. I mean, oh my God, there's another one. And if, have you ever heard of anyone getting a sore from a, I mean, that's, that's, it's there's a, a, a reaction, allergic. Right? You're allergic to them. Yeah, it's um, I basically am, and it's cer certain nuts have it's some some kind of a chemical or whatever shit that's in it that I think walnuts have the most of all the nuts have this stuff. You know, sometimes if you eat a bunch of walnuts, like the inside of your mouth feels stripped almost, like yeah, the skin sure. in your Even, mouth feels yeah. weird. It's whatever is doing that. I can't have that. It will. There is. Some I guess is it our appendix? That's the thing that everyone says is useless. But it at one point in our evolution it was like a second stomach or a gizzard apparently. And things do go there and often it's nuts. And so uh <laughs> my dad ate I think it was a bag of walnuts. It was a window of time where he's single and he's like, I don't wanna make dinner and he <laughs> ate a whole bag of walnuts and then fully just thought he had appendicitis and went my daddy doesn't go to the hospital ever went to the er and he said i think something burst and it was having too many nuts and i don't know if it went to the parrot had anything to do with that appendix thing i may have just but i swear do read someone 
We used to have gizzards <laughs> like birds and nuts go there. Did you know? And that... rocks. There's rocks in there. You oh, cut... there's rocks too? Yeah. You yeah, have yeah. to eat rocks? Every human, while you sleep at night, you have uh, seven to eight rocks. Oh, those are the rocks carried by the spiders that go Yeah, rock spiders. Okay. <laughs> rock spider? I, Sorry. I, I had a spider dream last night. You just reminded me. Ooh. My, We were in this. I dream about my own house. Because I need to redo my house. Like, I, there's lots of things I need to fix. So often I'll have these dreams where it's, like, really, really shitty. And I'll be like, oh, God, I have to fix this. Last night in my dream, it's me and my sister. And she goes, you need to dust off this wall. And then we look up, and there's just all these. It looked like white ribbon. But then on closer inspection, it was, like, spider nests. Oh. It Because we were like, oh, let's just sweep this down. And then I was like, holy shit, it's like 1,000 spider nests. <laughs> That's a bad dream. I can't. I'm, I'm sorry. One at a time, I'm okay. I'll relocate you in a jar. But multiple yeah. spiders coming out, anything, pupa no, no. stage. <laughs> Get the hell away from me. Did I ever tell you about that spider that walked across my TV room floor that was so humongous I thought it was a tarantula? And it was from my house somehow. It w- and I actually ended up catching it and taking pictures of it because I couldn't believe how big it was. It was like that big. Really? In my house. I'm, oh, right now, the, I'm looking at Chris and I'm holding looked, my finger to Imagine my if someone put two ice cream sandwiches together <laughs> and was about to put them in a mouth that could not accommodate yeah. three inches. I was, it was a double Klondike spider. the body... How much of that? It's so hard to gauge. This Everyone's was lo- always oh, like, super long. Oh, this spider was this big. It could have been a daddy long legs. Which, this was not. If you count the legs, you could be that big. But the body, I need to know the body. The body was, it. the legs were definitely the longest, biggest part. Mm-hmm. Um, the body was kind of small, but it wasn't a daddy long legs because the legs were thick. Oh, yeah. It was very upsetting. Jeez. And it looked like it was sneaking across the floor to just, I need to get out of here. Any spider that... Here's the curious thing, though. Uh, someone I know, uh, and you know too, but I, that but it's not part of the story. Someone had a tarantula, and it was just in a house of dudes. And But that isn't even a spider to me. It was like a tiny animal and it was crawling and i was like yeah let him slowly crawl and he crawled on my arm and then they put him on my face and he crawled i would i could not even touch a spider even if you said that's not poisonous but do you want to let this little spider crawl on your arm i'd say no but the a tarantula is an animal because it's so big and thick and he had a face and i'm like (laughs) he seems nice it seems like he's smiling get him on me reasonable and he crawled across my and what people don't tell you when you're all drunk on a porch with a spider on your face is that these tarantulas like shoot out little tiny quills like no and i he wasn't doing it on purpose. he's just keeping his grip with these whatever does it also embeds in your face and i my I was fine that night, but the next day my eye and cheek were swollen because of spider quills. I always start a story and they don't realize it. it's pretty gross. You That's why I rushed through the severed ear one. <laughs> I, first of all, I like gross. Okay. And bummer. Yeah. That's my kind of my jam. Me too. Yeah, that's what brought it's, us together. I that's think. right? Yeah. yeah. That's the fun mm-hmm. of telling a story. Like mm-hmm. if it's all a nice story, I'm like, sorry, why did you stop me to tell me this? Right. Like, what's the what's different from that than anything else that's going on in the world? And then they try and end it interestingly by going, and then I killed him. <laughs> no, you no, didn't. No, you didn't. You just told boring stories. Unearned. The the murder comes in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Um 
But yeah, uh, I love that that's the way you learn not to put a tarantula on your face. Yeah, I had to learn through doing it to not put a giant spider on my fucking eye. Also, whoever owned that thing, why haven't they have the quill experience that they could be like, oh, yeah, don't put that on your face. It's a person that I'll just tell you later, but it's someone that a lot of people don't like. And I think that also that spider just disappeared and they were like, where's the tarantula, man? Uh Uh-oh. Wait a second. So some little girl on a seesaw. I don't know why I think of the little girl from Frankenstein. Like, she doesn't already have problems seesawing with Frankenstein. A spider crawls up on her pretty white dress. She's seesawing, and then she looks across to the seesaw, and then suddenly there's a tarantula on the other side. She gets flipped in the air. Because the moment she sees it, she cartoonishly realizes she weighs a lot more. And so the seesaw goes, it catapults the spider. She screams. The spider goes in her mouth. Quill, quill, quill. (laughs) Now she has a cold sore. Aristocrats. <laughs> yeah, Aristocats. <laughs> um, uh, is that comedian Maria Bamford? No. It's <laughs> Everyone adores oh, yeah. Maria Bamford. I, I, that, okay, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I, I, it's, uh, I'll just tell you later. Okay. Yeah. It uh, was, it's not important. Good. Just a house of dudes, and one of them had this giant spider. And no. uh, it's, I mean, what are they, 50? They weren't 15. Everyone's in their 30s. When I lived in Bend, Oregon, these kids had, they. I just moved there just to snowboard, and I didn't have a lot of money, and our neighbors had just moved there from Portland, and they were piercing each other with safety pins. They bought scorpions and well, and tarantulas. They had black lights. They were drinking Robitussin. <laughs> and I would go next door and hang out with them because yeah. they weren't complete idiots. They were just like, it was their first time living outside of their parents' house. Houses. So they're like, get everything pointy and poisonous. They and... had knives. One of them had a gun. They, I don't, they had money. They were probably dealing drugs, but they were sweet kids. And they're like, <laughs> we made too much soup. Do you want it? Like, they were nice. And I pierced one of their nipples one night. This is just dude stuff. It wasn't like it wasn't. Uh, they were, they were, I was in my 20s, and so I thought I was way older than them. Oh. They but were they, teens? They had spiders. He'd just come out and he's like, hey, what's up? And the tarantula would be. They were teens, but they're kind of, if, in, I think, insane clown. They would go to a juggalo convention. But yeah, they were snowboarder kids. Got it. They weren't all the way clown makeup, giant pants. They were more into the music. But we'd go, yeah. <laughs> the lyric. How do batteries and magnets work, man? Yeah. There's a song where they talk about oh i know yeah watch that video one thousand times a a seagull stole my phone or whatever (laughs) oh i laughed so hard seagull stole my phone (laughs) is very close to one of the lyrics what's the lyric uh oh i i wish so many people were here right now that would know that does aaron know it yeah it's oh (laughs) yeah these i just but they would yeah, black lights and these. Their this scorpion was horrifying, but just like one time I got stung by a scorpion that was this big. And right now I'm making it's an inch. I'll just say an inch. Enough of our finger. That's stuff. a well. That was like a that was like a one one this sandwich. Was a tiny little yeah. It's one ice cream sandwich tall. If you put the scorpion on his tail, <laughs> and he, imagine him in a top hat. Yes, please. If and but, also imagine him running the club. <laughs> 
For some reason, that's what I picture. He's a business owner, yeah. but he'll also host All the right. show. The fuzz is here. Lower down the gambling tables. <laughs> uh, but I was an extra in some Western and... The scorpion was in my pants all day. We were waiting in like a holding truck, and then they brought us to this this uh, air conditioned holding area, and then we stood in the background of this terrible western, uh, and horses would gallop by us. But I, it was the whole day, and then finally the scorpion stung me while they were shooting. I was like pretending to load a wagon way off in the background, and it hurt so bad. I thought a bee was stinging me, and I'm like. Should I stop? That hurts. And that got more and more intense. It was so much pain that I pulled my pants down and I had these purple a knot period underpants. Uh, <laughs> so they said, cut. Who is that? Someone pulled their pants down. I almost got fired. <laughs> Didn't, for... Isn't this the one where you got fired because you used the guy's... Um... That was later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was later. But they it hurt so bad. And then I looked at my knee and I felt like such a wuss because there was no mark. There was no aftermath. It hurt so bad. And it was a little white scorpion. And it didn't swell up or anything? No. I couldn't even see the dot. It hurt so bad and I couldn't even see a dot. I was the opposite of allergic. It it pumped in (coughs) anti-inflammatories. Excuse me. And speaking of. But it was tiny. It was tiny and it's scary, but yes. these guys, these guys, uh, the, the kid is nipple I pierced, had a big giant black one Ugh. that glowed in the black light, and I would just hold it. Couldn't it kill you? Uh, I, no. No. And neither could the, I guess some of them can't. Actually, the tiny ones are more of a problem. Oh. Aaron, do you have this lyric? Let's hear it. I want to warn you, Karen, it will be upsetting as you are from the Bay Area. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So the lyric goes, this is Violent J yeah. rapping. I fed a fish to a pelican at Frisco Bay. It tried to eat my cell phone. <laughs> then Shaggy 2 Dope gets involved and he says, he ran away. <laughs> he got, he finished his story for him? Yeah. He could have handled I that part. I fed a fish to a pelican in San Francisco Bay. He ran away. He ran away. Yeah, you just had to add that. That's the magic of the universe. I don't understand how that's <laughs> no, and then it goes fit into the rest of the then song. Then it goes back to asking uh, how do magnets work? Yeah, yeah. Degrassi Tyson questions. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story of the guy? Um, the when I was drinking, I had a one night stand one time with a guy who was very—I'll say this about him—very effusive. And from the second I arrived at the bar, it was like he was like. You're the one, which never happens to me. Most of the time, people are like, oh, I was scared of you for the first two months I met you. Right, right. Just, I don't know what to do about that. I can't do anything about it. I refuse to do anything <laughs> it's about late. it. It's too late. It's too late. To I do don't it. know what it is. It's my eyebrows or just I don't think anyone's funny, whatever. But this guy was just like, as if I was into it, he was acting like we were super totally getting along. It was hilarious. And it killed me. It was like it. It was the best, like, defense breakdown. I just couldn't fight him at all because he was just like, yeah, all right. And he was, oh, also we were doing tons of coke. Anyway. Sure, sure. I, I ended up going home with him, mm-hmm. which is not something I did all the time. And he had spiders. He kept spiders. It was like this upstairs room. <laughs> I could barely remember it. All I remember is walking into this room like, oh, I'm finally doing the thing that, like, all my friends do, whatever. I'm like, this is what it is to be young and in your 20s. And we walk in and it's like a black light 
room with terrariums filled with spiders. And I was just like, well, either this is it or like I was like, I'm not going to leave. It was crazy. Did you just say, is every, could you do a quick inventory <laughs> before we get to our business? Could you make me a quick promise that you're not going to strangle me? Spider roll call. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Jerry, also, <laughs> Maureen. He just raised his poisonous tentacle. <laughs> tentacle. Tick, tick, tick. Were they big or small? But see, I don't like tiny. I'm, I, I know I keep repeating this, but I just now realized I don't mind a giant, big, giant spider. Yeah. Like a slow. These weren't that. Crawling across the road in the desert. It was like Black Widow. sombrero on. <laughs> taco in his hand. He owns the taco truck. He's a. Um, he's more and of an ad man, really. If, if you ever see an arachnid with a hat, they own a business. <laughs> That's what we just just accept that <laughs> it's our theory that is now fact. <laughs> um, it was black widows. See, I mean that. That's dangerous. It's dangerous. Was he in the business of breed? Like <laughs> he was a black widow breeder. <laughs> Why? That's the worst spider to be interested in. It was. He had a kind of metal uh, feel to him. He was a bit metal. Okay, so he's kind of cool as shit. So I was kind of like, oh, danger! This yeah. is exciting. Yeah. But then it's also not exciting to keep spiders in a glass Did tube. Did he turn on music? And was that music heavy metal? I can't. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> it was just like, here, milady. Should more coke. <laughs> Details would still be with you. I mean. With the brownie powder. It's, I can't believe I'm alive. I'm, and you know what? And I'm very grateful. All it would take was one, oh, and they just would go right under. A black widows, I'm not down. I do not, I'm not down with that posse. They're not cool at all. I'm not down with that clown. But also just the whole, that was the thing where, mm-hmm. you know, my, my instinct should have kicked in of like a person that keeps black widow spiders is maybe not the person to immediately be intimate with when you don't. Right. I don't, sure. I don't know his first or I mean, last name. What your kids would be in danger. I assume you were thinking kids <laughs> yes. that night. I was there to procreate. I, um, hung out with Tig's babies yesterday and they are the best. Are they? How, how, um, should we talk about that? Is this a, yeah, it's so. Our friend Tig has two little babies. Uh, well, I was just going to ask you details, but I don't know if we should do that. <laughs> well, here's a detail I know. If you, they, she has a little pad that is like a you can wipe it off, and it's like a Tempur-Pedic little pad for them to play on. You lay them both down, and they will. They can't even. They're not even close to walking yet. They can kind of stand, I think, or they'll get something to help them stand. But they wrestle to where they're, like, trying to pin each other. They wrestle and laugh. And they, like, pin each other down and get <laughs> on each other and, like, and then look up for approval. They are, they just wrestle. They're twins? They're, they're fraternal twins, yeah. Aww. I'll show you pictures. I got to feed one of them. I think his name was... Uh, well, we don't have to talk names. It's, yeah, I'm, I am protective, too. I don't want to reveal too much about yeah, other yeah, people's I babies. I don't know how much. Sometimes people don't say anything. Tig-ass babies, like and they are the best. And, man, it was. I was just like, ah, oh, shit, am I supposed to have these right now? I mean, you can like babies and not have them. You can have a whole life, a fulfilling life of, like, I love kids. Yep. I love babies. Did you ever have one? No. <laughs> 
no one, it's not anyone's right to go then. What's wrong with you? No. Well, that's just can't even that's keep very my room like, clean. Talk about the depressing 30s. That's such an old concept of like, yeah. first of all, the planet is so overpopulated. Right. It's horribly overpopulated. Right. The idea that you are supposed to have children is inane yeah. and insane. Yeah. Uh, please only do it if you are good at it right. and you are patient and you have money and you are not going to hurt And the that last way. on that list is if you like kids. I, that's all <laughs> I figured out is I, I like kids and they like me. Yeah. And it was fun. That's least, great. That's why it was fun. Both these guys were like, he's fun. Yes. And they were like, crawl. Like now, babies do you think five, six hours later, do you think you would have been in the same mood? Right. No, when yeah. You've lost patience. Just when the diarrhea and food, every, and I just don't know what to do. And I'm like a, a Michael Keaton movie poster <laughs> 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 holding an iron. and I'm, <laughs> But they, it's the funniest thing about kids is tactilely, tactilely. They just were like anything that was a button. I laid on the ground and they were like. Both these babies just were like going to town on my buttons. And it, from if someone just walked into the room, it just looked like two babies were trying to undress a grown man. Oh, They're no. like, "What's in these pants? Let's get that." And I'm like, "Nope, don't do that." But it it was so funny and made me nervous to be undressed by two brand new babies that uh, I just was laughing. Anyway, I got pictures. They're really funny. <laughs> the mom took the picture. She took, took, there took were them. other people in the room. This yeah, wasn't it was just a, your experience. It was a seminar. Good, good, good. <laughs> Everybody was watching It was a this baby app. button seminar, <laughs> buttoning seminar. Babies, a, babies be buttoning, it they, was called. <laughs> First annual. Tony Robbins was like, this is the way. <laughs> and then all the babies started. <laughs> be the button that your baby unbuttons in the world. And then, it, except there'd be three F-bombs in that statement. He fucking oh. doesn't care. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a shit. He's a foul mouth. He's not the man I thought he was. <laughs> you mean a huge giant with huge teeth? Ho, ho, ho. Mm -hmm. He's a giant. He really is. <laughs> Very large man. It, yeah. What did he, he do before he no, was... He was? He's a big fan of Bob Newhart. I don't Tony know. Robbins? I just, <laughs> I'm into now my new, f not fetish, but thing is big, strong, dominant males that love the comedy of 88 year old Bob Newhart. Yes. That's my new jam. Alpha Newhart heads? <laughs> yeah. It'll I catch, like that. It'll catch on. It'll That's catch the on. whole front, front row of the knit neck Bob Newhart <laughs> just, stand up special. Just MMA yeah! affliction shirts. <laughs> They're like, Juicing and lifting in yes. the front row while he's doing one side of a telephone call. And he's like, sir, 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 what do you? You there, you there, you there. Well, he also was talking about, which I have experienced, he said the new crowd now, it's like the attention span is shorter and you can't have the same slow build. And he was talking about compressing his jokes and having it be more punchline-y. And it was so interesting to hear... This 88-year-old man talk about his stand-up and how it had to evolve with... Over 55 years? Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. It is actually funny. I forgot about Newhart. Like, I forgot that he he was a television icon mm -hmm. for 40 years. And like, I forgot about this album, the button-down mine. This album was like millions and millions of copies. Yeah. When they were expecting 20,000 or something. Wasn't he one of the first people to make a comedy album? I think so, certainly the 
a top selling one that was the, like I said only beat by Appetite for Destruction <laughs> one and then two. <laughs> uh, really, that was the that was the record that that huge Guns N' Roses double album release was what broke the Bob Newhart record. Isn't that insane? And isn't that America? There has to be more to it because there's no way Michael Jackson threw I don't know. Well, and maybe it's just some specialized thing or... Right. Yeah. Yeah. With a record label specifically or something. I don't know. Yeah. Because, yeah, Michael Jackson, man. Yeah, Michael Jackson's been up there a couple times. Janet's at least been went, up there. At least it went to a friend. Uh, that's oh, that's such God, a good I joke. love him. Also, he's the only one that... Can, like, we can't make jokes like that. Like, yeah. he's smart enough to know how to play who he is. Yeah. That's the thing that is so rare. That's yeah. self-awareness. I'm going to watch old Bob Newhart. I'm really plugging Bob heavy. Good. Yeah. I don't, um, have, any, I don't have anything of my own to plug to you. guess no. we could wrap it up here. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah. I just, time got away from us. I really could not put together how much time that was as I looked yeah. over. I was like, oh, my God. Is that some sort of a military countdown? <laughs> We don't have a lot of oxygen left. It's the final <laughs> countdown. <laughs> Should I do more sound effects? Yes. I'm a robot. I'm a robot. I meant in your act. Oh, not, not now. I thought you meant right this second. <laughs> Helicopter. <laughs> Wait, now, you should. Well, at the end, I always spit. Of all my sounds. So does Michael Winslow, though. He <laughs> the, says that that's a huge issue for him. He just has, like, Flavor Flav, but it's a funnel under his chin <laughs> instead of a clock. All of his shirts are made of paper towels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Winslow. Shit. Sweet chariot. Guys, we've done Do You Need a Ride Again? Yeah. We'll do it again. Yep. Monthly. What do you say? <laughs> Bi-weekly. Buy it. We, Every week. <laughs> we're going to go back and do more Bob Newhart bits. We're, however long it takes to memorize the button-down mind of Bob Newhart, yeah. we come back and reenact. I'm going to come back and reenact the other side of those calls when we come back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can hear you clearly. It's God. <laughs> Just, or whoever. It's usually God or Abe Lincoln, right? <laughs> All right. All right. Well, good to see you again. Uh, I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N. A-R. Honk, honk. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Are you leaving? Are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us the time and Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Malfoy. Oh, right. <laughs>
uh, with Karen and Cress. <laughs>